So I've been spending a lot of time on, on Twitter lately. And well, basically there was this rumor of the Mavericks being interested in Zach Levine. That then sounds like something is like in the works. Like the Mavs are trying to get a trade done for Zach Levine. But me personally, I feel like that's just like the kind of rumor where, you know, a team like the Mavericks, they call, they call the Bulls up, you know, to see if Zach Levine is available. But you know, Zach Levine is an all-star, I believe. And you know, so I, I think the I think the Bulls like told them that it's not really obtainable. Like they told them like you don't really have things that 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 benefit us that that we want to have. Because like, where did you ever read that that the Bulls were trying to trade Levine? Like people need to like pay attention, in my opinion, to like rumors from the Bulls side. You know, you can't just see that the Mavs are interested and think that something is going to happen. But it's like. All I've read the last couple of days, like, yeah, the Mavs are getting Zach Levine, or like, I hope I hope they get him. Like, where are people getting it from? Just because the Mavs have interest? That makes no sense to me. And like, what if we, we get him? Like, we, we'd have to trade Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, and like, all our first-round picks, I think. Because like, or like, two or three, that's just the only one, that's the ones we have left, basically. Because like, we barely have draft picks left, you know? So... I mean, I guess maybe you do that, but I don't even think the Bulls want that. I think they want way more. Like, what do those role players do for them? You know, how does that replace Jack Levine? Just because we give them some bad picks in return? You know, that's not how it works. And then people, like, argue that they want him over Spencer Dinwiddie and, and, and Oladipo. And just because those were also in rumors. But that's the thing. The Mavs probably also called for Spencer Dinwiddie, but that doesn't mean that something is in the works, you know. And with if, with me, in my opinion, I think that Victor Oladipo is a lot more obtainable just because um, he has injury issues. So that means he's he's cheaper right, right away, right? Like, you can't expect that the Pacers ask just as much for Oladipo as the Bulls do for Zach Levine. That's just not realistic. So that helps the Mavs, right, in obtaining Oladipo. Doesn't mean that the Mavs are going to get him. Like, like, there are other teams that want him. But it at least makes it more realistic, in my opinion. Like, in my opinion, just the Zach Levine conversation, it's just over because the Bulls probably don't want to give him away. But what makes Oladipo more obtainable is because he has injury issues. And uh, that means the Pacers can't ask as much as you would normally think with how well Oladipo has played in the past but also he wants out he's publicly said that that like he, he that there were rumors that like he spoke to teams about saying like I want to come play with you and uh there's there's just all kinds of rumors that he wants out and that means just just not that much that the Pacers can do like remember with with exactly like with Paul George Paul George wanted out and he had some specific teams in mind I mean that okay uh, well, anyway, Paul George wanted out, and that meant that OKC, all, all they had to do was give Oladipo and Sabonis. And the Pacers were like, well, that's all we we can get. And that, that, that turned out to be like a decent trade. Well, not anymore, because <laughs> Oladipo wants out. But 
you know, but that's my that's my point. Oladipo is much more attainable. And then, then people say stuff like, I don't want an injured star. I want a, a, a 26-year-old all-star. Well, yeah, but you can't always have what you want, you know. That, that's just, that sounds really childish to say, like, I want the better option. Yeah, but you have to give more in return. It's That's how trades work. Like, sure, I prefer, I prefer Zach Levine, but I don't prefer the stuff we have to give up for him. And, you know, I'd be happy if we get him. You know, I'll eat my words, but it's just we have to give up so much. But also the fit isn't great. Oladipo plays some defense. He plays well off ball while also with the ball. So that's perfect with Luca. Like you need someone who is well off the ball to keep pressure away from Luca, But you also need someone who plays well off the ball. And I think Zach Levine is just someone who really needs the ball. And he also just... just really sucks on defense like it's not like average defense it's like really below league average and that's just an issue and he's he's a good shooter and he's really athletic and sure we could all use that and you know it's it's funny because like some people say that like Dennis Smith Jr. didn't work but I, I think that that wasn't as bad as people make it out to be it was fine it's just Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't as good and of course Cyclovine is way better so that that will work technically but isn't Oladipo a much better fit while also we don't have to give up as much? No, doesn't that sound way more ideal? Um, and the thing is, because he's injured, that means he'll legit be a third star. We could just like rest him as often as we want while KP also does that. That means they don't really have to play together all that much. It means they can just alternate and have their chances to shine because they don't always play together. And it also means that the pressure is is not on Oladipo. He's just the third star. And that means that KP is still like the, the second star that we build around. And I think if we get Zach Levine, then that means that KP will fall behind. He'll rest so often that Levine has more chances to shine. And maybe that, that isn't so bad, sure. But I just feel like it's ideal for the whole team if they get a third star similar to KP with like injury problems and stuff. For cheap, you know, like if they don't have to give too much in return, then you'll take that, those injury issues, you know, right? Then I also think like, um, nobody seems to really talk about Danilo Gallinari, but they had a deal in place, you know, at All-Star break. There was a, a report about that. And now Gallinari decided to like uh, go into free agency and... and like actually get to sign where he wanted instead of a trade. So that means we can just sign him. You know, we won't have to give anything up for him. Like, so I'm just like, why are we talking about unobtainable trades? Well, if we could just sign Gallinari or even better, like we could do a sign and trade with OKC because they're going to lose him anyway. Um, we could give Thelon Wright and Justin Jackson and maybe Tim Harder, Dwight Powell or Tim Hardaway or whatever to make salaries work. Just that, and then it, it makes it work. The thing is, in my opinion, yes, Gallinari is also bad in, at, at defense. That's true. Um, but he's also the great shooter that we need. He shot almost 50% from three last year, and he scored about 20 points per game. Of course, he won't score 20 points per game with Luka and KP. But also, like I said before with Oladipo, KP will rest 
and Gallinari will rest because Gallinari has also like injury problems. Um, so that means they they'll all get their chance to shine. You know, they they'll all rest a lot. So Gallinari will get his. You know, KP will get his. And most important thing is that he shoots fifty percent from three, and he shoots them a lot, like everywhere from from way deep. And he shoots into them confidently. That's that's what we need. It's like Seth Curry but taller. And it's also like the sort of same secondary uh, playmaker that we need that also is like Seth Curry. Like he's good with the ball, but mostly he's great off the ball. And that's Gallinari too. And that means we basically have like a 6'10 shooting guard. How is that not perfect? Why do you not want that? I get like really jittery whenever I think about that. And yes, he's 32 and he has injury problems. But he still played like, what, 30 minutes a game for OKC last year and he did fine. And he played... He played like 70 games, I think. Like, what's the problem? I don't get it. And like, sure, it would be nice to have a, a player to build around with Luka and KP. But at the same time, we have Luka and KP to build around. We can also just sign vets because we know that's easier to obtain. And I'm not saying don't try for Zach Levine, but I think that conversation is already over. That That's the whole point. Why are Mavs fans so talking about him so much? when probably nothing is even happening. But yeah, like I said, Gallinari is a great playmaker and a great shooter, and he's not great on defense, not really good, but he's a legit power forward, you know. And um, I think that sort of small ball with KP works, but that means that for now, Dorian Finney-Smith has to play power forward. And I think he's just, I think he's just better at guarding threes and twos. And like, if we have like a weaker power forward matchup, that means that Gallinari can defend those guys. You know, that's, that's, that works, in my opinion. And, you know, it just makes us deeper, allows Seth Curry to come off the bench, Maxi Kleber too. In my opinion, it just it just works really well. We have so much shooting then and versatility. It's not that I don't want Luca to not have the ball as much anymore. Like, I'd be fine with, with him sharing the ball some more. But you can't deny that Gallinari would be a great fit because he doesn't need the ball. Whenever you give him the ball, it works out. He, he, he's a great playmaker, ball handler. But he doesn't need the ball. And I think that's the key. You know, that's that's the, the important thing for Luca. And, you know, my issue is also why why do we have to be so greedy? You know, why do we have to why do we have to talk about the major stars? I know that it's important, you know, you, you have to get better, but at the same time, I think depth is just really important. And it's like, you know, the Lakers fans, they always want like like the best players on their, on their team. And it always seems ridiculous. And then sometimes it just happens anyway with like Anthony Davis, for example. And it's like, why are we becoming that? And it's, I know why, because, you know, the Mavericks might not be like a really big market. But the Cowboys are, and I realize that like some fans, they, their expectations are always high because they're used to like being in a big market uh, fan base, and you know that's fine. But I feel like before we had Luca, we didn't have that expectation. We just we were much more laid back, and we were happy with like good, solid players. You know that make us like a solid playoff team. And you know I I get it. Like with Luca, our expectations are higher. But it doesn't mean that if, if we have Luca and KP and then sign a bunch of good, solid players next to him, that doesn't mean that we won't still be like a top four seed. Why is that impossible without a third star? You know, that's not... And, and also, 
a third star doesn't have to be someone like Zach Levine, like an all-star. We don't have to be a super team. Like, where did everybody get that from? A third star could just be someone like Tim Hardaway Jr., but better. And in my opinion, Galadari is that. I mean, he's like a borderline all-star, sort of. He's had, like, really, really good years. Yeah, I think he's perfect because he's not really, like, a star. But kind of, you know, and that's perfect for me. But also, what if we get, like, Serge Ibaka or, or Jeremy Grant? Probably not realistic either. Because they're expensive and their own teams probably want to keep them. Actually, like, Paul Millsap would be a good one too. Like, I know they're old, but why do you care? So, why, do, <laughs> why do people care so much about age? That this shouldn't be the issue. We have our two stars to build around. And it's just a waste to not let them... Uh, taste winning basketball you know and how do you get that taste with with veterans who know what they do you know and it's not like you have to keep Paul Millsap or Gallinari for like 10 years you could just let them go after two years and then sign another vet like since when is players changing teams a bad thing that happens all the time it's really not that bad and you know the thing is you could sign a 26 year old star and he could leave in two years too and if then we get another star, then no one bats an eye either. So why is that Why is that a double standard when, when they're older, when they're vets? You know, I don't get that. I just think that age shouldn't matter when you're talking about trades and signings. And also, why are we always talking about trades when there are players to sign? Especially because a lot of people don't... A lot of teams don't have money this year. A lot of them are waiting out till next year. It'd be so smart if they sign someone or do a sign and trade or whatever in this in this free agency, because next year a lot of teams are just waiting for next year, and it's just it's like you can't be too picky. And like I've seen this a lot on Twitter, like people say that you that you that you shouldn't be picky, and it's like picky isn't because I'm saying that like Zach Levine, I'm too good for Zach Levine. It's saying you have to give a lot of talent up for him. I'm not picky because I don't like him. I'm picky because I think the team might be better off going with someone else, you know? And it's not like I'm saying my day is ruined when they, when they sign him. I'd be happy. I mean, I'm happy to eat my words. I said that before. I don't know. And it's just it's just weird to me to see that that so many people seem to agree when it's all based on like a really small rumor that probably isn't even true. That's just annoying to me, and I, I just I just needed to like vent about that and, and get my thoughts out. And you know, it's also like I was really excited for free agency to happen and the trades and everything. Because me personally, I I just really love that stuff. I love reading about stuff, I love talking about every team. Like the the Dennis Schroeder trade for Danny Green and the pick. That like got me all excited, you know, and and and, and then Sure, some people talk about it, but it seems that people talk way more about speculation. And it's like, none of what you're talking about is actually going to happen. Like the thing I said about Gallinari, big chances are that it's not going to happen, of course. But it's a more realistic idea, in my opinion, because they have, they had a deal in place. He had interests, but didn't want to sign right away. That all sounds positive to me. And Zach Levine has no history or whatever with the Mavs, except that the Mavs called the Bulls up. 
you know, the Mavs have interest in Zach Levine, was the rumor, not the Bulls want to trade Zach Levine. That's just a huge difference for me when talking about speculation. Like, make it realistic. Don't don't just throw out your pie-in-the-sky uh, fantasy. It's kind of the same with people expecting that, that we will sign Giannis this year, you know. And then, why are we talking about Zach Levine if you just want Giannis next, next year? Then that means we shouldn't trade all our depth for Zach Levine because what do we have left for Giannis then? It's just weird, like... Why are people like only focused on the best outcome? Like that's not what you should do in free agency. Like lower your expectations. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's not not just a sports thing. I always feel that. Like with with video games too, people are always expecting the biggest game announcements, and it's like you'll just set yourself up for for disappointment. It's just weird that people are like that. I think. And I think, you know, that's all also the thing. You know, you could say like, I have high expectations because I'm talking about Gallinari. But I'm not really expecting it. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people are saying like, like, hopes up for Zach Levine. I hope we get him. And it's like, you sound way too positive about that. Like, why do you, why are you doing that to yourself? I don't know. I'm not expecting Gallinari. Uh, but I think it would make sense. You know, I would like it. And I, I'd be, I, I'm just saying like, what would make me really happy I don't know what to say anymore. Like I said everything I need to say, I think. I didn't prepare this at all. Like I just put my mic on and started talking about this stuff because like it just confuses me and it frustrates me. I needed to vent about it. Also, I listen to the Lockdown podcast like lately. Like I sometimes I don't really listen to them all that much because like they they upload every day. But in in the in the off season it's usually kind of fun because of like I feel like they are pretty realistic about free agency and speculation and stuff. And I will say that they were too negative about Zach Levine. Like, like I'm not on their side necessarily. Like some people rightfully uh, confronted them about how they were like really down about Zach Levine. Like, like sure, like he would he would fit with Luca and it would work. But like, is to me, it's like is is the fit worth everything you have to trade for? And can't we just get something else cheaper? That maybe is like a little less good, but like will get us just as far, you know. I feel like I I tried talking about this way too early because I mean that's that's the whole point because I'm like talking about speculation and how how we should like maybe wait around, you know, before we like start really hyping up free agency, like like why not actually talk about things happening? You know, that's always me. Like, I prefer to, like, talk about things actually happening. Which is a little bit ironic because I'm talking about, like, how, how much I would like Gallinari. But it's not because, like, there's any uh, specific rumors that there's interest in him or anything. It's just the 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 fact that he's a good fit and he's a free agent. You know, it's 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 more that and not, like, based on what some random account is saying, you know. But, you know, I, w- I would love to, like, talk about signings and, and trades, but, like, the only thing so far that happened is Dennis Schroeder was traded for Danny Green in the pick. And I think that was obviously a great pick for the Lakers. And, you know, it's funny how, how much people are, are shitting on Danny Green, you know. Just because Lakers fans are really negative about him doesn't mean that has to be true, you know. He... He had a, a rough year, but it still was fine. And, and his whole career is really good. So, like, why should his last year matter so much? 
but then the report came out that, that he, he doesn't want to play for OKC. And I think, you know, if they can't find another trade for him, then either they will buy him out, probably, or he'll just play for them. I don't think... I don't think OKC is the type of team to just be like, okay, well, you're gone then. No, I think they might, like, actually play him. And I think he'll get... <laughs> he'll be fine with that. Um, and I think he'll be a great fit. You know, like, they... That, that's the whole thing. Like, OKC is, like, rebuilding and being really young and they have, like, a bunch of picks. But alongside those picks, they sneakily pick up veterans. And, like, if they keep Chris Paul and Danny Green, that means they'll have, like, a bunch of young players alongside vets who make them still, like, a good team. And I think that's just kind of what I want with the Mavs, you know? And I think it's weird that people don't want that. Why do you not want to compete right away? Why do we have to find that that perfect third star instead of just good fads who make our team better. Like, Boban comes off the bench and he doesn't play much, but he's a good example for, like, a signing of, like, a vet who helped the team and, like, gets along with, with his teammates, you know. I think Gallo would be that type of dude too, you know. He, he'd fit into the culture. He'd make them a really good team. Maybe, maybe not like a contender, but I think with someone, like, Gallinari, a 32-year-old vet who scores 20 points per game in other teams, sure, but still like a 12 to 15 point per game scorer in, at the Mavs. Like, I think he makes our team like really, really good. Like, I'd be so happy. And so, like I said, that that's what OKC is doing, basically, if they don't trade that other stuff. And if they trade Chris Paul and Danny Green, they'll get good stuff in return, you know, picks and stuff. So that's fine, too. But, you know... It's just, it's just, OKC is a fun comparison for me because they're rebuilding but not trying to tank. Like, and not, not even not tanking, just like actually making the playoffs. They were better than the Mavericks last year, you know? Don't forget that. And that was with Gallinari, who was 32. Um, so, like, uh, how again does someone like Gallinari not help us? You know, like, where does that come from? You know, it's also, like, Luka's, like, really popular in the league. Like, a lot more than Dirk seemed to be. And it's it seems like players want to play with him. Some players have even talked about it in, like, their podcast. Like, like one of their favorite players in the league is Luka Doncic, and they'd love to play with him. And, like, that's not something you used to hear about Dirk. So, like, I'm not worried at all. Like, why would I be worried? It's, like, a great time to be alive and be a Mavs fan, you know? Why? What reason is there to be, like, stressed out about a third star, you know. We have a really good GM in Donnie Nelson and, and we have Luka Doncic who, 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 like, especially European players love him. They want to play with him. And even non-Europeans want to play with him. So, like, what's the worry? They could just, like, sign a veteran and then, then in a few years sign another veteran and then not another veteran. And then maybe somewhere in between they get a young star who just happens to want to play with Luka. Like KP too, you know. You forget, like, what happened with KP. That was because he really wanted to play with Luka. So, why are we worried again? I don't know, man. It's just, like, I feel like if you're a Mavs fan right now, you're, like, one of the least stressed fan bases of the 30 teams. Yet everybody seems so stressed. Like, we're gonna... And I get it, like, we're afraid to lose Luka, but it's, like, way beyond the line. They'll be restricted free agency in a couple of years and then we'll sign them to like a, a max deal and then 
then we'll see, you know. But I think in that time, we'll get good players, like stars, young players, vets, whoever. Whoever helps us, we get. I'm not worried at all. Why would I be? I don't think I've had this much fun watching basketball as I've had before, you know, because of Luca and KP. But the fan base doesn't seem to reflect that. They seem to be, like, stressed and worried and, and, and like, miserable almost. Like, like, oh, no, we're a seventh seed. And, oh, that's not what I expected. And it's like, really? You didn't expect before the season started to just be, like, a seventh seed? That's, like, pretty much where I had them. Like, even eighth. I don't know, man. Like, why are people so greedy? Like, I don't get that. You know, I'm I'm just, like, really laid back about this stuff. And maybe that's just the thing. But, like, you should be, in my opinion. I was really stressed. I said this before, like, in, in older videos and stuff, I think. But I was really stressed when I beca became a Mavs fan, like, like in 2013. It was around that time. And, and, and beyond that stuff. Because we always had, like, older players. And we just get, like, the 6th, 7th, 8th seed. And it always seemed like we really fought for it. Like, you know, it was always like, are we going to get there? I don't know. And, you know, and always on paper, like a lot of the years, media like counted us out. And I think that's just not the case anymore. Like the Mavs are clearly making the playoffs. And I want more, sure. But making the playoffs means that I'm not stressed, you know. I, I'm just cruising. I'm just watching. I'm just seeing where they go. I don't have to be stressed. Anything can happen in the playoffs. And this year they're going to do uh, a play-in tournament from the 7th to 10th seed. And that still doesn't stress me out. Like if, they, if they're if they 7th or 8th, they just have to win one game. If they're 9th or 10th, they have to win two. So if the Mavs are 7th or 8th, they probably make it in. But also that makes me more excited to see them in the top 6. So now I'm probably a little more stressed about them getting a top 6, six seed. But then... Think about it. Are the Mavs going to be lower than top six? Probably not, right? And I think the fact that I'm already confident in that means that it could only be better. And also, it means that it's probably going to happen. Because, like, I wasn't usually like that. Like, last year, I predicted them to be, like, eighth. And I was even worried about that. Because they traded all their depth at that point for KP, you know. And, like, they, they fixed it. And, sure, that's, like, an argument to make about... How trading all your depth for like Zeklovine will be fine. But I don't want to have a rough year and, and a low expectation because of that. I want to have like a decent expectation, which I have now. And like I said, like some people they expect to be like top four or whatever. And it's like, that might happen. But like, why are you putting all your eggs in that basket? Like I said, I'll, I'll be really excited if they make the top six. If they're around that, then, then that means I'm not stressed. You know, why would I? Sports are emotion, but it's also supposed to be fun, you know. I'm someone who, who just likes to have fun. And it's not fun for me when everybody just blurts out the same opinion, first of all. And when it's not really something that, that, that sounds uh, obtainable. Like, it just sounds like irrationally optimistic. And I, I think fun is just when you're talking about something that could actually happen. And... It's also just not fun if your expectations are through the roof. You know, like, lower your expectations and then you'll have fun. And, and, and low stress. And this is how I try to be when I do something fun, like like watch basketball. So, you know, this is... I, I'm 
I'm digressing and, and the point is that I made is like the conclusions like Zach Levine doesn't seem very realistic and if it happens I'll eat my words I'm happy but there are more realistic options out there and I, I just kind of trust in Donnie like I trust that good things are going to happen you know maybe not amazing things like with KP but you can't always expect it that's like a once in a, in a once in a decade kind of trade like that doesn't just happen every time you know like when when is a team like the Knicks just going to say like we don't want KP anymore and we'll we'll just like we want to get rid of of like Tim Hardaway Jr who's way too expensive and you know what maybe people want him if we throw KP in there like what what kind of team is going to do that again like that's super rare the Bulls don't want to get rid of Zach Levine. Maybe later in the season, you know, when when things aren't going well and he like might maybe wants out, but that's just that's not happening now. Let's say there were rumors about him wanting out and they had like someone way overpaid, which they don't really have, you know. They don't really have someone to salary dump. Uh, but let's say that that's the case, like someone who they who doesn't play well for them at all and they want to get rid of him, they would trade him and then say, okay, here's Zach Levine. Like first of all, they also have Laurie Markkinen and 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 Wendell Carter, who are who aren't as good as Zach Levine. So why not throw them in as a sweetener? But also, are you stupid? You're not gonna do any of those guys for a sweetener, and that's what the Knicks did. But that's not gonna happen every time. Like why, why do I have to explain that? That's that's rare. That's super rare. Anyway, that's it.